How do you define creativity? Are you born creative? Why is creativity important for work and play? All questions I ask of my guests. Real people living real lives. Interesting, thought-provoking and inspiring. Creative Conversations with me, Jacqueline Goddard. So hi and welcome to our creative conversation this time round. Uh, and my guest is Samantha Crockett from Harris Jackson. So welcome to my podcast. Hello, uh, I, I have to start by telling everybody where you are right now. Um, and in relation to me, yeah, we could kind of go like this and, and see each other over the fence because Sam actually lives next door. You are my next door neighbour, which I is quite am. strange. Um, and we didn't uh, realise that we had quite so much in common until we were taking the rubbish out one night, if I remember rightly. Absolutely. And uh, came across each other with a bag of rubbish in each hand and wearing the same lounge pants. Shall I put it that way? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm glad you said lounge pants. <laughs> Uh, and, yeah, and then we, when we got talking, we realised that we, we were from exactly the same background, work-wise, in that we were both working in theatre and had been working in theatre, should I say. We were former theatre workers in costume and set design. Um, yeah, and, and that actually, apart from that, we had actually lived in the same part of London and knew the same people. In fact, we'd kind of followed each other around the West End, hadn't we? We did, we did yeah. And, and, and oddly enough, had never really met or spoken no. when we were up in London. Yeah. So yes, it's a very strange world how we- It is, it is. Yeah, because you know, where we are living now on the edge of the New Forest is quite a strange place to actually have connected, you know, ended, ended up living next door to each other. Absolutely. So, so Sam, tell us, tell us how you got here. How did you get, not just to here, but you know, in terms of your career and how, how your, your career has worked out to get you to where you are today? Mm. So, um, I now run Harris Jackson Design, which is uh, an interior design studio. And we specialize in hospitality design and show home design. And I started out, as you quite rightly say, uh, training as a set and costume designer for theatre and film. And this is way back when, uh, quite a long time ago. And my, my two passions in life have always been theatre and art and design. And it seemed really natural at the point where I was deciding what I was gonna do for my degree to combine the two. I was gonna go off and do drama at university, but I loved my art and design and I was passionate and very good at it. So I decided to incorporate both in theatre design. And I studied at Wimbledon School of Art up in London, which at the time was very prestigious and we had international students coming from all over the world. So that degree lasted three years and basically set me on my path for either working in theatre or film. But alongside that, as we all do when we're a student, I had a Saturday job at Habitat, which actually is quite sadly timely because obviously Terence Conrad has yeah. passed away. But Terence Conrad was still at the helm of Habitat when I started. And so Habitat was my Saturday job and my holiday job. And of course, Habitat was all about the interiors and 
what I now know as FF&E, which is everything that goes within a space. So soft furnishings, lighting, furniture, you name it. And so alongside the theatre and film design was this love of interiors as well. So when I graduated, I kind of, I felt I needed a little bit of a break and I went off to work at Chelsea Harbour Design Centre, uh, which is the mecca for interior design in the UK. And there began my love of textiles, fabrics, wall coverings, lighting furniture, which had stemmed from Habitat. So I worked for a rather prestigious fabric house at Chelsea Harbour for a couple of years and then went into interior design. But of course, always there's this like balance when you're a creative person of wanting to be a creative in every realm. And so here I am working in interiors, but then my passion is still theatre and film. And I, you know, I'm a bit of a film buff. I love watching how scenes are shot. I was still going to see, you know, amazing musicals in the West End of London. So I found myself after a couple of years moving back into theatre design. Um, and I freelanced for six years on productions around the world for the National Theatre, for the Royal Opera House. And it was an amazing time. Absolutely adored it. Um, still look back with great fondness for the industry that unfortunately and so sadly is struggling so much at the moment um, and you know that that took me forward for six years and then obviously life takes over and you need to pay a mortgage and buy a house and uh, I went back into interiors and my life has just been a little bit of the juggling between the two of working with interiors working in theatre producing events and this is why I now run my own company specializing in hotel design and show homes because ultimately yeah your oh, yeah. design hotel design is a show isn't it You're yeah absolutely absolutely and that's that's kind of what i was going to say is that it, i mean it seems quite obvious that there is a crossover between the theatrical side of things and the interiors um and, and is there something that you specifically take from your theater background and that you bring to your interiors or was there some i mean i didn't realize that you'd gone backwards and forwards quite so much i thought you'd kind of trained in theater and then gone straight into interiors i didn't realize that the interiors was something that kind of came almost from a passion in, in childhood and, and in a younger life mm. um so how do they uh complement each other i mean what do you use from from each to so I found myself, you know, when you work in interiors, you have, you know, you have the, the choice of working in residential, show homes, hotels, corporate, commercial, office work, uh, schools. But for me, the love of theatre and that passion for performance and experience and emotional connection run, just runs so fluidly into hotel design. Because when you walk through those doors into the lobby entrance of a hotel, you almost want that first experience of a hotel to take your breath away. It's like mm. the curtains opening in, in a theatre production. Your yeah. breath is taken away and you're transported to that place, that moment in time, that smell, that memory, that, that taste. So interiors to me is not just about the visual it's about the whole sensory experience. Yeah. And that's what theatre is. It's, it's that emotion. You connect with the, the players, the actors on the stage through the story. 
and almost as an interior designer, I'm directing this story. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm explaining to the guest, the client, this is the journey I'm going to take you on. Yeah. And that's why they work so well together for me. Yeah. It's all about yeah. emotional and, ex and emotion and experience. Yes. I mean, you say on your website about a, a memorable experience and, and creating mem memorable experiences. And I suppose that's yeah. what it is. As you say, walking through the doors is the same as the curtain opening, isn't it? And you're taking people on that journey. And I suppose there's an element of fantasy in there as well, isn't there? In both. Because, you know, when, when we travel, when we are, for want of a better word, a traveller, a tourist, a visitor, a guest, we are buying into a lifestyle, a dream of, of what we want, albeit for a week, a long weekend away or two weeks holiday for the summer. It's an aspiration, isn't it? It, it is almost fantasy. Yeah. So we are offering that guest that, that, that short moment of fantasy for, for an amount of time. Yeah. Taking them away from the normal and the routine. Escapism. Yep. Yeah. So, and again, that, that's, that's in both, isn't it? That's in, in the, theat the theatrical experience that you go through. And, and as well, you know, when you're going away for a break, you know, you want, you want that, that element of escapism. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so in your definition, what, how would you define creativity then? I mean, thinking about uh, the fact that you have, uh, have managed to take your creativity and build a business, um, you know, so many people, <laughs> in my journey through uh, the networking system of, you know, small business networking, um, it always feels a bit odd when you tell people that you're from a creative background, because they, they kind of think that maybe you're a little bit, you do the fluffy stuff. So, and I heard that expression today, actually, um, yeah. is that, you know, anything kind of creative is seen as, as fluffy. Mm -hmm. um, and so I always got the impression that that some people don't see anybody with a creative background as being uh, not responsible, but grounded, organized. Yeah, that somehow they have a yeah business-minded. Somehow they have a more more of a create um, a chaotic way of working. So how how is from how, behind me? You can see it's not chaotic. <laughs> no. Um, no, I mean. Yes, of course, we have a creative side to our brain and any creative person has that need and that desire. It's a need. It's not just a desire. It's a need to be creative. But running a business, you have to juxtapose it with a business mind, an organizational administ administrative mind. Um, with interior design, 90% of what we do is administrative. And a lot of students coming into the world of interiors will don't get that. They wonder why it's so administrative. It is. It's all about organisation and keeping ahead of the game and making sure that you have you're crossing every T, dotting every I, and thinking ahead. Because if you don't, you'll get on site at the installation point and you've forgotten so much stuff. And it, you know, it's there's always hurdles to overcome. So being create creative. Is, is, a, is a massive part of me, but I also have to be organized. Um, so you asked me what, what's being creative? That was your question. Well, what is, what, what's your definition of creativity? In, in, that, in that case, um, obviously you're talking about it being quite organized creativeness. I mean, and, and, but how would you define somebody that is creative or what is creativity? 
a feeling, a feeling, a response to something. Because if you're going to be creative, it, it, it will be, um, it will be on the suggestion of something. Something will be making you want to be creative. It will inspire you. So if you're inspired by something, your creativity is then your response to that inspiration. Yeah. Do you get my drift? Yeah. So however that creativity manifests itself, whether it be in, you know, making a pot out of clay or whether it be painting a, a, an oil painting, whether it be designing a logo for a brand it's in response to something it's a feeling it's an emotion again isn't yeah. it yeah yeah so it's possibly taking that feeling that emotion and putting it down in whatever format medium media that is that belongs to you yes yeah no, I think you're absolutely right. I, I, you know, I, I, I do believe that everybody kind of has an ability to be creative. And I think people confuse the word create, creative with artist. And they mm. somehow feel that if you are, if you, you don't feel creative because you're not an artist. But as you say, exactly, it, you have to uh, use the medium, the media that is, that is yours. And that might yeah. be your garden. It might be plants. It might yeah, be your yeah, house. Yeah, absolutely. Singing, whatever. Yeah. 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 And so it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be able to draw a picture or paint. You know, it it's, can be any of those things. And I, I heard it said uh, that creativity is almost just is doing. And I suppose that's that response thing is, you know, as long as you're doing something, then, then you are creating. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, so along with that, do you think people are born creative? Is creativity something we're born with or is it something you learn? I would like to say it's something you're born with because I think it's intrinsically in you. And I think that often it's stifled. We go through life being told you know, you're going to reach this level, you're going to become a doctor or you're going to be doing, you're going to become a lawyer or whatever. And people follow this route in life. And it's only when people retire that maybe then they have the time to actually find that creativity if they've never expressed it throughout the rest of their life. Because it takes time. Yeah, it does. You can't always be creative. You know, any creative person will tell you, you know, what is it, writer's block. If you're trying to write a book, there are days when you just can't work. You know, not, nothing's coming out. It's Lose, yeah. not working. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's always intrinsically within you. Um, but if you don't follow it throughout life, there comes a time in life when you just, you, you have to accept that you are creative and it is part of you. Yes, yeah. Perhaps not everybody has it though. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think, um, you know, when you look at children playing, <clears throat> they have this, this innate need to be creative. And so yeah. when they're making up characters, they're making up stories, they're making up games. They yeah. are, you know, that, that is their process of creating, but they have permission to play because we as adults give them permission to play. Whereas, you know, when, once you get to uh, senior school, I suppose, once you're into that kind of, you know, 
O level, uh, O level, that shows my age, <laughs> GCSEs and A levels, then, you know, it, as you say, it's stifled. Then yeah. you're told, no, you can't play anymore. You're a grown up now. You need to be a grown up. I just, so I just wonder then, because I was uh, reading on your web, website about you, you making Lego models of houses when you were little. So is that something that you've allowed yourself to kind of continue to play with that, that has uh, sort of shaped your creativity somehow? I do tend to end up doing all the, the Lego modeling for my sons, yes. <laughs> they start and within two minutes it's me finishing them. Um, but to quote Laura Simpkins of Pride Road Architects down here, she actually uses Lego models to show clients what they can do with an extension on their house. Yeah. So Lego is, is amazing. Um, I, don't, I personally don't use the Lego anymore. We, we use more the kind of three-dimensional software in the computers to kind of show an interior space through a rendering. But I think for a very basic kind of construction, it's a, it's a great tool to be able to have. Yeah. But I don't allow myself to do it unless I'm with my sons anymore. <laughs> uh, no, but that's fine. But I mean, I, I suppose what I'm trying to get at is that, that that was you playing, but it's something that you've taken you know, maybe it's not Lego that you're actually using now in a in a in your business, but yeah, it's yeah. The, it's the idea that's that's sort of followed through from childhood. Absolutely. I mean, what I used to do was also was I used to sit in my bedroom and sketch rooms. Usually, it was my bedroom. I'd move all the furniture around and redraw it in different positions and different colours and different schemes. And in those days, you know, you used to look at the likes of Colfax and Fowler as your kind of, um, your, your inspiration for textile design, because there wasn't as much around then. Um, and I think I've still got those sketchbooks somewhere um, with those little drawings in and what have you. And so, so, yeah, absolutely, that's followed through to now. Sketching out ideas, thinking of colour schemes, working with them, but then using obviously actual samples that we have here in the library to create those schemes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely stemmed from my childhood, absolutely. Yeah. And so you might have mentioned it earlier actually, but I, how then did you not go to study interior design? Because I think at the time when we were choosing uh, what we were going to do, and I had done A-levels in English, French, History of Art and Art, and I was performing in all the theatrical productions at school and I was also designing them. And I was going off to do this foundation course in all aspects of design, but I had already got a place at university to study drama, which would have involved directing, acting, you know, screenwriting, everything, you name it. Um, but I didn't want to rule out the possibility of going to art school because obviously art and design was my other passion. So I had this place at university and then I did my foundation course, specialised in theatre design and then sat there with basically two places at the top art school and then very good university for drama and then kind of went, oh, what shall I do? So it was because of my passion for theatre at that time that I didn't follow interiors because I loved theatre and film. Yeah. I still do. Um, and I, to be honest with you, I don't think it has harmed me at all. I think it's refreshing to have a different approach to interior design. Yeah. Because it, it, it's quite a kind of, um, how can I phrase this? It's a very structured training. 
And I think having the theatre and the film behind me has made me approach things in a different way. Yeah, like, uh, and I know that certainly from, from my time working in the theatre, in yeah. costume specifically, uh, because, you know, I'd go in in the morning and write out huge to-do list. I mean, literally just wrote everything by hand in back in the day. Yeah. Um, and then you literally, you'd go through the day. So it was very structured. You knew, uh, you knew ex if you didn't get this particular thing, then not that the show wouldn't go on, but you know, that you, you were sort of part of such a huge team, such a, you know, such a collaborative experience that if you didn't keep your end up, <laughs> then, you know, other people would not be able to do their job. So it kind of really taught me that to problem solve, you know, you have to, the, the problem is there, this is the problem, how are you going to solve it? There's no option not to. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I've, what I've taken from the theatre world into my, into my business now. Absolutely, yeah. There's lots of things. I mean, even administratively, we're, we're, in the theatre world, in costume, you have a book called the Bible. Yes, I remember the Bible. <laughs> so each show has a Bible, which basically is all the costume designs um, filed away in this binder, along with the costume maker's details, and each element of the costume is broken down into the fabrics, the trimmings, the linings, and you, you cut up samples and you put them onto a sheet and you know exactly where those pieces go. And there's a copy for you in your Bible and then a copy goes out to the maker. So everyone knows exactly where each piece of fabric goes. There's no mis mistakes. You make sure that the fabric is actually being sewed into the costume the right way round. You're yeah. not putting it on the, you know, the back. Of, you know. Because these mistakes do get made. Suddenly you're on stage and you're going, why does that fabric look different? You know, it's because it's been made the wrong way around. Um, so I, I use that even now, you know, yeah. to make sure that I've got a reference point of all the fabrics, because it's all very well having them digitally in the computer, but on a tiny little thumbnail swatch, you know, in a specification, you actually want to see that fabric and make sure that the colors are the same. It's from a different batch, whatever. You want to make sure that yeah. You've got all the information you need. Yes. So I take I mean, that ways too. Yeah, and textiles are very tactile. I think I just feel you need to you need to feel a piece of fabric, don't you really? Yeah. To really Absolutely. Get that. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so we'll bring it round to you know what's been going on in the world in the last few months. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, I know you have two young boys at home, which me, which is one of the reasons we've never really had this conversation before. Uh, you know, to, I know how difficult it is for, for you to find time uh, in your busy schedule and with your young boys to, to actually have these sort of, sorts of conversations. But so, so how has lockdown been for you and, and your business and your creativity? Do you want the polite version or the... <laughs> <laughs> you can be honest with us. There's nobody listening. It was trying, <laughs> um, you know, looking after two very young boys who aren't at school and you're having to homeschool them. Yeah, that was tough, but we got through it and I look back on it now and think, yeah, I got through it. It's all right. Um, running the business alongside homeschooling was interesting too. Um, trying to keep the boys away from the work. Um, don't touch anything, don't do that, don't do this, don't touch that, you know, the usual. Um, but I found that actually we had time to just think. 
you know, with the networking, we weren't traveling an hour away to, to, to network with people. So we were just getting on Zoom. We were able to meet so many more people, you know, at the push of a button. To talk to people openly, not have to worry about moving on to the next one. It just, it happened the way it happened. And if you didn't talk to them that time round, you'd talk to them next time round, you know, on the, on the next session. But I just think having the time the pressure of everyday life, of the rushing around is taken away. You have more time to think about what you're doing. And if what we're doing is creative, it's really getting, I think, to, down to the, the, the nitty gritty of it all and to, to really think about who you are and why you do what you do. Because why do I do what I do? And why am I any different to anybody else? Um, and lockdown has given me that opportunity to think more about me and my business and where I want it to go and how I want to be perceived as well. I think that, that's, that's a very big aspect of it all is, is how we all want to be perceived because I think we've all learned so many lessons through this. Yeah. You know, we'll learn that it actually really touching base with reality and all becoming much more real not that we weren't real before, but it, it, it feels more real. And I really hope that we don't go back to the way we all were before. I think there's a real natural, uh, we'll feel pushed into just rushing back into everything. But actually now that lockdown, there's a possibility of another spike coming and everything. I think people have we've been going, oh, let's get back to normal. Let's get back to normal. Oh, no. We're going to be kicked into touch again, I think. Yeah. And we're going to be made to realise that actually, you know, no, just stop again. Stop and think and think about what's real. And again, hopefully that'll give us some more time to think about who we are and our, and our creativity. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I've, I've just really been thinking about me and where I want to go and where I want the business to go. Create. Creatively. Yeah, yeah. creatively. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's been, the, it's been the same for me. You know, my, my business is only 18 months old. Well, two years now, actually. Um, but yes, you kind of suddenly have to... It was, it's been great to have that time to... And I know it's not been the same for everybody. You know, some people have been through some... Haven't stopped working. And, you know, it's been a really difficult time for them. But for those of us that have, you know, we're almost forced to get off the treadmill in a way uh, and just have that time to, to, to reboot... Uh, and, and reset and sort of you know rethink about what we what we what we want to be <laughs> what do we want to be when we grow up oh, yeah <laughs> have you have you sort of diversified your business in any way due to the lockdown well just before lockdown I had really niched down into the boutique hotel arena um, and show homes and of course, with lockdown and everything that's gone on with COVID, the hospitality industry, the floor's just come away from it, hasn't it? But, you know, I really, really, truly believe that if we think positively about this, the hospitality industry will, will come back and be stronger. Um, and we'll learn to appreciate what we've got here and be creative with what we have, you know, in our country. That doesn't yeah. mean we have to jump on a plane and go somewhere else. We've got it all here. Yeah. So um, I don't think I've necessarily changed. My business hasn't changed since COVID. The way I work has changed. 
because obviously we can't go onto site all the time or go out and visit you know clients houses we're working much more uh, remotely now but my business had already changed so I'm having to adjust my change if that makes sense to fit with the times yeah um, but I I just I'm trying to stay positive about it all and I'm yeah. busy so it's good yeah, that's good that's good and, and and have you I mean do you do you use your creativity in any other way apart from your business to uh, for your own well-being really is there anything other that you do that makes you makes you happy makes you relaxed puts you in a different frame of mind uh, gardening gardening mm. yeah. yeah I really enjoy gardening um, I've had a lot of time to do gardening in lockdown and the garden looked lovely. It's going a little bit haywire now, but you know, <laughs> gardening. I enjoy cooking, but um, I don't get as much time to do the kind of cooking that I'd really like to do. But that's, that's about it. I never read anymore. I never get a chance to read. Uh, my head hits the pillow and I'm gone. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah. so probably gardening is my creative outlet. Yes. Yeah. And, and with the boys at home for so long, did you manage to be, try and be creative with them? I mean, obviously creativity, I think is about, you know, trying to find different ways of doing things and thinking creatively around, you know. Well, you, you might remember Jackie, I, um, <laughs> I tried to get the boys involved and yet again, after about a minute, they got bored. Um, but I drew a massive rainbow in chalk on the oh. drive. That I was hoping maybe, you know, like the helicopters would fly over and film or something saying, you know, um, protect the NHS, um, save lives. And it was, you know, a good probably five metres across on the drive. You know, it was quite big. We did painting in the garden with rollers on massive um, Amazon I'm allowed to say that, Amazon boxes that I'd flattened out. And we did big paintings, a bit like the old Rolf Harris painting. Yeah, yeah. That's showing my age. Um, so we did that. What else did we do? Oh, I made a bug hotel. Yeah. <laughs> As a hotel designer, I thought I was going to make a bug hotel. Did they have um, on suites? <laughs> it was all made out of kind of recycling bottles and then twigs, creating walls inside and different rooms, things that the bugs could kind of, you know, attach themselves to. But yeah. We painted it multicolours, you know, as in the rainbow, and and then it rained, and then the paint washed off down. <laughs> yeah, we did a few things that was quite interesting, and of course that went all over social media in my bug hotel. So, oh, brilliant, brilliant. What is it that kind? You said gardening is obviously something that that is quite creative in, and that's how you kind of look after your well-being. But I like the idea that you know a sense of humour is something that is. I think it's quite creative as well, because I think you do have to be quite creative thinking to actually be humorous. Yeah. So do you think that's something that's, that's helped with, uh, with just feeling, helping you feel better? I think at certain times in lockdown, if I didn't laugh or make myself or the boys laugh, I would have cried. So yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you, you've, got to, you've, you've just got to see the funny side of things, haven't you? You've got, you've got to try and stay positive and... Yeah, I mean, everyone's got a different sense of humour. Everyone is creative differently. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, my sense of humour, <laughs> there are days when I don't think I do have one, but I'd like to think that I do. <laughs> oh, you do, you do. 
<laughs> so I think we're kind of coming to the end of our of our little chat here, which has been really enlightening. It's been brilliant. And what, tell us a bit about uh, what you're up to with Harris Jackson at the moment. And you know, if there's anything that you want the listeners out there to to know about about the business. Right. Well, uh, currently we're designing some show homes for a large property developer down south, which is exciting. And that came literally on the back of lockdown. So you know, can't complain that's busy. Um, I'm in talks with a new client as well about a potential hospitality project. So that would be wonderful if we could get that. Uh, but as I say, it's early days, early talks. Um, and then alongside that, a couple of little residential projects that I'm working on that we kind of do room by room for the client. So uh, it's, you know, it's busy. So can't complain. Um, We've been running an offer throughout lockdown for hoteliers in the region um, and offering basically a discount on anyone that wanted to come to us uh, to basically uh, get a new de uh, concept designed for a hotel brand or a refurbishment, albeit standard rooms or suites. So we're offering discounts to hoteliers, private hotel owners, um, should they want uh, the services that we offer. So that's still running just on the back of COVID, you know, we want to help out. So I, you know, I want to extend, uh, extend that assistance out there to local business owners too. So. Excellent. And are you, are you running some online courses or did I say you were doing Yes, we do. Um, we've set up a new way of, obviously with the new way of working, we now do online workshops and consultations with clients as well. So obviously if we can't get out to view a client's house in situ, we can offer, almost like this you know a discussion online um, I can prep for the meeting and produce some ideas for them and on the back of the online consultation I can create a presentation to hand over that the client can then go and work with or we can then facilitate for them so there are lots of different options available and they're all available to be seen on the website <laughs> and just remind us what's the website again it's www.harrisjackson.co.uk Fabulous. Well done. Excellent. 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 Thank you so much for your time today. Um, and I will, I'll wave over the fence and, uh, and say thank you very much. Uh, yeah, it, it has been, it's been great. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank you. Thanks for asking me. You're welcome. Bye. Bye.